This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. Right now we go to the hotline. We welcome in one of the best. John Breach joins us, CBS Sports NFL writer, one of my favorites. He's on the Pick 6 podcast. It's a fantastic podcast by CBS Sports. You should really listen to it. It's fantastic. Don't listen to it right now because Breach is with me right now, and I want you to listen to me, but then maybe after like 6 or maybe at another time, you listen to John Breach on the Pick 6 podcast. John, how the hell are you? Well, Ken, it's a good thing we're doing this right now because if we had started this interview five minutes ago, nobody was listening. They're all watching the end of this Oregon-Ohio State game. Uh, it is crazy. I don't know if Ohio State struggled or if people are just sleeping on the Pac-12 uh, for once, Pac-12 after dark in the mid-afternoon. I don't know. But I am doing well, Ken, unlike Ohio State fans. Sorry to everyone in the Buckeye State. Aren't you from – now, your dad kicked for the Bengals, which is something I totally blocked from my memory, and I had no idea about that for whatever reason. Are you still in Cincinnati, or where are you at? I am in Nashville. I was raised in Cincinnati, but I'm actually from California. So anytime ah. I see a West Coast team uh, play Ohio State, it's a little – I'm a little split. Oh, my dear Lord. Uh, well, okay, okay so, so you don't hate Ohio State because it seems to be a love or hate thing with them. I'm I'm indifferent. I, I went to Miami of Ohio, and I know most uh, of the people there are Ohio State fans. But I was there when Ben Roethlisberger was there, so they were actually good. So I, that was the college football team I followed, uh, and never really jumped on the Ohio State bandwagon. So if they're a national title game or something, I'm cheering for them. But I'm not, uh, you know, out there wearing a Buckeye jersey and actively rooting every week. John Breach joining us on the show. I did not know you knew this much about college football, John. This is shocking to me. I was like, oh, we got to keep it to NFL. And then you're going, well, you know, this, that. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We got a Beano Cook over here all of a sudden. I, I can. No you know idea. what? You, well, you learn something new every week. I actually, my first two years at CBS Sports was actually covering the Pac-12. Uh, Andrew Get Walker. the hell out of here. Yeah, crazy. I, you, learn, you learn something new all the time, right? I'll be dipped. The, John, the great John Breach, the multifaceted John Breach joining us on the show. All right, we'll talk about college football coming up in a bit, all right? I got to talk NFL with John. First off, John, I'm still not bringing myself to pick the Buccaneers to repeat. I, I have no problem with Tom Brady. T- Tom Brady's chasing his own ghost. This is such a weak cop-out to everybody else, but I don't give a damn. I'm going to say it. What does the rest of the team do now that the confetti's out of the cannon? I think there's always going to be contentment that you fight. And maybe you think this is stupid, but I'm going to say it. You just can't dig down the same way you used to, and I think it might cost them the ultimate prize. Thoughts? 
Yeah, I, I don't I don't think they're going to repeat. I just think there is – we saw it last night or on Thursday night in that Cowboys game is that the problem is – and the problem with repeating and the reason we haven't seen it in 17 years is because you're literally getting everyone's best shot every week. You're their Super Bowl. Yes. So everyone wants to knock you off their perch. Everyone wants to beat you. Uh, and, and, you know, we don't even know – maybe the Cowboys won't be good and they just played their best game in the season – in week one. I mean, we saw them play, the Cowboys played a crazy week one game last year, lost by three to the Rams, and then ended up being terrible even when Dak was out there for the next three weeks after that. Uh, so I, I just think there's too much pressure. You've got too big of a target on your back. And I, I agree with you, Ken. I do not think the Buccaneers are going to repeat. Speaking of, of Dallas, is there any defense that I can really make of Mike McCarthy back on Thursday night? I'm trying. I'm looking. Uh, you know what is funny is we debated this on the podcast Thursday night was if Kellen Moore had been the head coach in that game, the Cowboys win it because it seemed like they were so good. But whenever they needed a key decision from their head coach, Mike McCarthy kind of fell flat on his face and botched the decision. There's no reason you should be trying to 60 yard field goal right before halftime. Uh, you know, he's, he's talking all this about how he learned all these new fangled analytics during his time off. And then he goes out and kicks a 21-yard field goal on fourth and short on the first possession of the second half. These are things that, like, if you want to beat the Buccaneers, you know, you got to coach a little bit better. And McCarthy just did not look like – Yeah, if I'm a Cowboys fan, I'm worried that he's my head coach. But I'm also worried about this. I've been a big fan of Wade Phillips for a long time, and I think Wade Phillips might have got jobbed out of his own situation because – I just think eventually, even though, like, okay, Jason Garrett was the best young assistant coach, up-and-coming coach in NFL football, and then they paid him like that, and then I just feel that there somehow always opens up a hole in the back of the shirt for all these coaches where Jerry Jones just puts his hands up there and he works all these guys like a puppet. And there's a lot of conversation about, well, Kellen Moore's a future coach anyway. Kellen Moore's a future coach. Like I'm hearing it already. I go, what's going to stop Jerry Jones from just digging his heels in on, on Kellen Moore and making Kellen Moore run the offense that he really wants to run? Absolutely nothing. That's the beauty of being the owner of the team. <laughs> Jerry Jones thinks Kellen Moore is better fitted or better suited for the job, and he's going to be like, uh, sorry, Mike, we're going to ax you, and I'm going to put Kellen Moore in charge. But the thing with Jason Garrett is that, you know, he had a history with Jerry Jones. He was the backup quarterback there for, I think, seven seasons in the 90s, and then obviously uh, hired as the offensive coordinator. So they had a long, long history. And, you know, it feels like Kellen Moore is going down that same path. Uh, but I, I just think that there's Mike McCarthy hasn't looked like a good coach since he's come back. Wade Phillips kind of got hosed. So I, I, I don't think the situations are exact, even though there are definitely some similarities. True. True. John Breach joining us here on the show. Kansas City, Cleveland, tomorrow afternoon, 425, game of the week on CBS. What has Cleveland got to do to win it? It seems like a very big uphill battle because I think this is a Kansas City team that I don't know if they needed a wake-up call, but, boy, did they get one in the Super Bowl. Yeah, you know, and I think that going into this game, man, if you're a Browns fan, you just need your defense to play the best game they've ever played. And you need uh, some of those weird errors that we saw in that Steelers-Browns playoff game. You know, the opening snap goes over Ben Roethlisberger's head. You start getting weird stuff like that happening with Patrick Mahomes, then I think the Browns can pull off an upset. But, uh, you know, other than that, I just feel like it's a difficult ask for Cleveland to go into Kansas City and win that game, especially when we're talking about Patrick Mahomes has never lost in the month of September. Uh, Andy Reid has led that team 
to, I think, five straight week one wins, and they've averaged something like 38 points per game in those five weeks, in those five games. And it's just, if they have enough time to prepare for you, Andy Reid's usually going to come up with a better game plan. I know the Super Bowl last year, uh, that is the one where you're scratching your head, but their whole offensive line was banged up, and so there were some built-in excuses there. But the Chiefs are tough to beat, especially Andy Reid, when he has some time to kind of figure you out. John Breach joining us on the show. Follow him on Twitter, at John Breach. Give me a surprise team this year. Go. Ooh, that is what counts as a surprise. We talk about team that was supposed to be good, that might be great, or just a, a bad. You know what? You know what? I, I think the Steelers are going to win the AFC North. Does that count as a surprise? Yeah, that counts as a surprise, John. Yes, that, that is a really strong surprise. That they're going to win the AFC North? I think they are absolutely going to win the AFC North. I just think every – so this is my prediction. Uh, I had my full predictions come out on Labor Day. So they've been out a whole week, uh, you know, and obviously we've seen in the past eight days uh, the Ravens' offensive backfield has so many questions. Ken, you might be a running back there uh, by this time next week. And then obviously, you know, we haven't seen the Browns go into a season with high expectations in uh, since, what, like 1989 or 1990? So it's just – Oh, no, 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 no. John, John. John, 2019. 2019. Well, I mean, they were as high as they are this year. I mean, John, John, they traded for OBJ. I set fireworks off in the cul-de-sac that night. But but was anybody picking? The Browns just didn't feel like a team that everyone was picking to win the division going into 2019. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Honestly, so, I just wanted to force it upon you to see whether or not you would feel it's very bizarre that I set off fireworks because they traded for OBJ. Thoughts? No, I'm not surprised by anything you do, Ken. Literally nothing you do could ever surprise me. <laughs> Go ahead, John. What were you saying about Pittsburgh? I'm sorry, buddy. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, no, the Steelers, yeah. So the Ravens all of a sudden look a little susceptible. You know, we don't know how good the – I certainly think the Browns are a playoff team. But, you know, we're kind of a Pittsburgh team that started 11-0 last year before that total collapse happened. Uh, you know, I don't think Ben Roethlisberger is going to melt down the stretch like he did last year. And I think that team's going to win probably 11 games again. And the only question is, is that going to be enough to win the division? Will Wentz save his career by the end of the year? Man, I just, I don't know. I just feel like he's not a well-liked person in Indianapolis. And when you kind of have the fans turned against you, because look, they're opening up against the Seahawks and the Rams, two very, very losable games. You're playing at home, and if you struggle, you're not vaccinated, which I think a lot of fans in India are upset about because he missed time because of that, uh, you know, and maybe he misses time during the season. We don't know. And so if he struggles, I could see him getting booed. And, you know, we saw Carson Wentz in Philly. He's a pretty sensitive guy. I'm not sure how he's going to handle those boos. So I think he makes it through the season. But, you know, if you would ask me a month ago how good the Colts were going to be, I would have said maybe an AFC championship team getting that far, getting to that game. Uh, but now I'm not even sure they're going to make the playoffs. Where's Aaron Rodgers going to be next year? Next year. Ah, man. See, I think if the Packers win the Super Bowl, he stays in Green Bay. I think that's the one route that keeps him in Green Bay. And I really like the Packers to win the Super Bowl. So, Ken, is it a bold prediction to say he stays in Green Bay after all this drama we've gone through? I actually think it is. I actually think it is. Can I can I share some with you? This is a personal thought. This isn't even like informational here. Let me run a let me run a theory by you. I get mad with people who say that the the Green Bay Packers won out on that. 
I've never seen a scenario where a, co- where a quarterback can basically just pick and choose when he wants to be trade, traded in his contract now. I've never seen a situation where he was begged to come back like that. I've never seen a situation where he can go ahead and he can he can negate any trade that they want to make. I've never seen that. I go, where did the Packers – the Packers had to come back to him with hat in hand. How did the – the Packers get the quarterback, so I guess the team wins, but there's not a chance on in hell that Brian Guntekust ended up winning out on that whole fight. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I absolutely agree with you. I, I don't think anyone won. I don't see how you can label anyone a winner because Aaron Rodgers had to tuck his it's tail true. between his legs and go back to Green Bay, which is what he absolutely did not want to do. And if you're the Packers, you know, you just look foolish for upsetting your MVP future Hall of Fame quarterback uh, over nothing because you're cutting all his favorite players and, you know, not giving him a heads up when you're making a few key personnel moves. You know, all you had to do is pick up the phone and say, hey, Aaron, we might draft a quarterback if he falls in our lap or just, you know, just help, help him out. He's your star quarterback. He's led you to a Super Bowl win and the Packers couldn't even do that. So yeah, I don't think anyone won in that situation. Uh, and if he doesn't end up in green Bay, so if they don't win the Super Bowl, I'll say he ends up in new Orleans. I think Sean Payton would do everything within his power to get Aaron Rodgers. John breach joining us on the show, spitting hot fire. This is stuff that I absolutely love. Okay, you went on Aaron Rodgers. Let me throw another one on you here. Let me throw another theory by you here. All right? We were just talking about Carson Wentz. When it comes to Frank Reich, I think Frank Reich deserves all the credit that Kyle Shanahan gets instead. Uh, Yeah, I don't think that is crazy at all. Because, look, when people talk about Kyle Shanahan, I don't disagree that he's an offensive genius. You obviously have that. But, look, he's got four years in San Francisco and – three losing seasons, three of them pretty bad. Yes, he got to the Super Bowl in the one season. And you can keep making excuses, but, you know, three losing seasons is three losing seasons. Guess what Frank Reich had to deal with? Andrew Luck retired on him just before the season. Uh, then he had to bring in old man Phillip Rivers. And despite that, the guy has still been to the playoffs twice. His worst record was 7-9. and nine. Uh, You know, so I just think Frank Reich is one of the best coaches in the NFL. I'd probably put him in my top six. Shanahan will probably be in my top but I think Reich I would have ahead of Shanahan right now. See, I, I thank you, John. Like, I'm getting frustrated because it's like, listen, I don't think Shanahan's a bad coach. I don't think he's overrated. I think he's really good, obviously. He's very smart and all that other crap that you have to say. But it's like any time, like, wait a minute, look what he's done with his offense where and, – and there's been years where they've just gone belly up where – I mean, Frank Reich has been able to use guys like Jacoby Brissett, and they've been able to be a, a competitive team. And I'm going, how come anytime I just wonder about Frank Reich instead of Kyle Shanahan, I get hammered? It's like, like Kyle Shanahan's a football coach. He's a good football coach, John. This isn't David Koresh. Like, he's not above criticism at all. And anytime I say anything about Kyle Shanahan, I'm just getting beat up on. Yeah, and that's the thing. And people always say, well, look, at you know, he's had to deal with the quarterback injuries. And literally, like we just said, Frank Reich has had three different starting quarterbacks in the past three years, and he still got the Colts to 28 wins over those past three seasons. Shanahan dealing with the same QB issues, uh, but over the past three years, he only has 23 wins. So, you know, it, you can't make the quarterback excuse that Garoppolo's always injured because it's not like Frank Reich has had uh, a lot of quarterback continuity in Indy. So I do think Frank Reich is probably maybe the most underappreciated coach in the NFL. Is that, is that crazy to say? I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you, and I want to say it as well. Uh, yes or no, can I call the 49ers the San Francisco Davidians because of Kyle Shanahan? Um, I'm going to I'm going to take the fifth. I'm going to let 
you have the religious people on Twitter go after you. I don't. I can't answer that. That's fine. I'm ready for them all. <laughs> John Breach joining us here on the show. With the Watt deal, going back to Pittsburgh for a quick second, for the Watt deal, like, all right, I got nothing against Adam Schefter. I'm not here to talk trash about Adam Schefter. I just think every now and then some of the stories end up being a little flowery. Ah, T.J. Watt came in and he kicked down the door and he said, damn it, I'm done with this. Give me my pen and I'm signing. And it's all really like, it's almost like a movie going on. But I think T.J. Watt did that. I think T.J., yeah, I believe what's going on with that. I think that this is going to be a tremendous move for Steelers fans in the future. Yeah, absolutely. And I think T.J. Watt, you know, we saw what he did last year. He probably should have been defensive player of the year with what he did. And I actually love the idea of, you know, maybe his agents could have gotten $500,000, million more per year. But you're coming up on week one. T.J. Watt doesn't want to sit out week one. He wants his contract done before the opener. And so I actually love, you know, the picturing him walking in there. I hope the Steelers have it on film. They release it out in their social media video so we can all tweeze it out. I think T.J. Watt's going to have a huge year. And that's you know, another reason why I think the Steelers are going to win the AFC North. John Breach joining us on the show. What's the worst question that you're asked before seasons by radio show hosts? Uh, the absolute worst. Usually when they find out, I grew up cheering for the Bengals, and then they're like, how bad do you think the Bengals are going to be? And then I have to say, I think they're going to be okay. And then I get laughed at, and then I have to walk them through, I think they're going to be okay. And then by midseason, the Bengals have done something dumb, and I'm the laughing stock of the world. What's the worst question I asked you during this interview? Ooh, you know, I don't know. Probably the Branch Davidian thing. Does that count? <laughs> no, that's okay. Uh, John Breach joining us here on the show. What's the Before I let you go, what's the one question you thought I was going to ask you that I didn't ask you? Uh, I thought you were going to ask me who my pick was for the Super Bowl. Do you want to answer that question? Go right on ahead. You know what? I'm, I'm the Packers. Packers are going to win it all, and Aaron Rodgers stays in Green Bay. You heard it here first. Wow. Did you slip that one by me when I was when I was hearing your Aaron Rodgers stuff, and that's it? I, did well, you say I that did, already but to you, me? Didn't, you didn't know it was necessarily a prediction. I could have just said that's Aaron Rodgers' only route to staying in Green Bay as oh, something okay. that could happen. So you didn't know it was def, uh, you know necessarily a prediction there. I was just so floored because I was like, man, Aaron Rodgers all these other places. And you're like, no, I'll stay in Green Bay. I went, wow, okay, now we're talking. Okay. Make sure you follow him on Twitter, at John Breach. He's seriously, he is one of my favorites. Uh, he's on the Pick 6 podcast. The Pick 6 podcast is great. Uh, he and Ryan Wilson and Will Brinson do a fantastic job. Uh, John is a great writer. John is a great host. I've said all these great things about you, and I thank you very much for your time, John. All the best, buddy. Yes, Ken. Thanks for having me, man. Have a good one. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.